For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You know, when I was a kid, uh, this passage that I'm going to share with you today was one of my favorite Sundays because it is the triumphal entry of Jesus coming into Jerusalem um, but before Passover, uh, right around Easter time. This is Palm Sunday. This is the Palm Sunday message. And I loved it as a kid because it was always a time where we would, as, as children in our Sunday school classes, we'd be working on a song and we would come into the service where the, all the big adults were and we'd all have palm branches or I think they were probably ferns, <laughs> fern um, fronds, and we'd come in and we'd, we would wave them and we would always sing a Hosanna song about Jesus coming into Jerusalem. And it was always a fun time. Uh, so this is a passage that Hopefully, um, well, I'm, I'm guessing is, is probably quite familiar to many of you who are watching today, um, but I'm hoping to breathe some different life into it that maybe uh, we haven't really thought of it that way before. So I'm just going to read, starting in Matthew chapter 21, verse 1, and I'm going to read the account and then we'll talk about it a little bit. So in verse 1, it says, As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there, with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell him that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Um, this is such a, such a great passage because um, it's, it's beginning this culmination of Jesus' ministry, um, coming back to Jerusalem. And, uh, you know, as, as we've been learning and, and reading and talking about. Uh, things have been getting hostile and it's amping up and news has traveled. Everybody knows Jesus, who he is. It's exciting. Their word is, is spread. And here he comes, coming into Jerusalem as Jerusalem is, is in, just inundated with more and more people coming to celebrate the Passover, uh, the Passover feast. And here comes Jesus and the crowds are excited about it. And I think there's this air of anticipation. They've heard, they know, they've heard little rumblings of this, of this guy who does amazing things and teaches phenomenally. And now they're getting to see for themselves who he is. Well, Jesus knows uh, that he is the fulfillment of scripture, of prophecies that, are, that, have, that have prophesied about this very time, this very event where he is coming into the city. I find it so interesting. Um, and, and I know, like, we know kings, they ride horses into battle, and it's so regal, and, 
and, and big. And here Jesus is coming in on a very humble, very peaceful, very unimpressive donkey. He sends his disciples ahead of him to go get the donkey. Um, really an insignificant animal, just a donkey, a workhorse. Um, and, and here, this is what Jesus has chosen to come into the city. And, and the insignificance of just a cloak, a coat. Uh, people wear them all the time. I'm wearing one right now. Um, we're, we always clothe ourselves and often don't even put too much thought <laughs> into what we wear. A little bit, but not too much. It's just an insignificant garment. And, and palm branches that aren't really, I mean, they, they go on trees and, and in this culture, they see them all the time. No, no big deal about palm branches. They're on all the other trees. Um, but the people in their joy at seeing Jesus, this one that they've heard about, some know who he is. They don't know what's coming. They don't know the, the full fulfillment of the prophecy that what's going to be happening later in that week. They just know they're excited about this, about this man and seeing this man and the, and the rejoicing and the, and the energy around it. And they take their, their coats, they take palm branches, they wave these palm branches, they sing praises, they sing glory to God about him. They lay their coats down on the path, and Jesus rides an insignificant, peaceful donkey into the city. I find it so, um, so amazing that God takes the insignificant, and in His hands and in His purposes, makes them magnificent. That can't, that can't be lost on us. God takes the seemingly insignificant and in his hands and for his purposes makes it magnificent. Um, I, don't, I don't know where, where you find yourself today and in, in what you see in your surroundings and, and how, how you view the things that you have. But so often we think that there's nothing we have to offer. That, that we have, I guess I'll just speak for myself, that I have shallow praise. I just, I just have my words or, or I just have my family or I just have these things and it doesn't really mean anything. It's not really great. I'm not a great orator. I can't communicate so beautifully. I just have these words. Or I don't have the 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 best facility or, or the greatest home for um, big parties or inviting people in beautifully. It's, it's just a basic common home. Or I just have my family. We're, we're no one special. We're just a family. And though I could look at those things as insignificant, and, and really my home is insignificant, my words are insignificant, my, my stuff is insignificant. But if I take the things that I've been given and the things that I have and put them 
in the hands of God, suddenly he can take them and for his purposes, he can make them magnificent. That donkey is just a menial donkey, but carrying the Christ is magnificent. There was a time when I, um, when my kids were little and I had an umbrella in the back of my van and this umbrella was there for emergencies and, and I realized that I never used the umbrella. My hands were always full with kids or strollers or bags or something. My hands were never, I never had a whole hand for an umbrella and I just wasn't using it. And I was just like, oh, I'm just kicking around this umbrella for so long. I don't, I don't know um, what I'm doing with it. And I remember saying, God, what do I do with an umbrella? I don't need an umbrella. And that same day, I kid you not, that same day I was driving down the road. I was by myself for, I don't even remember where the kids were, um, but they weren't with me. And I was driving down the road and what do you know, it was raining. And as I was on trunk, I was on trunk road and I was driving toward the church on trunk and off to the right, I saw a, a woman probably in her 60s, I'm going to guess, um, and she was walking and she was pushing a one of those little um, carts that they're great for, I, I see people pushing them all the time and they're tall and long and anyway, she was just pushing this cart and she had an umbrella and it was raining and I looked at her umbrella and what do you know, her umbrella was like all like mangled and you could tell some pieces were broken and I went, oh, I have an umbrella and I quickly, I pulled over and I, I, I jumped out of the car and I grabbed the umbrella and I ran out and I said, excuse me, excuse me, by any chance, would you like this umbrella? I see yours is broken and God just put it on my heart. Would you like a new umbrella? And her whole face lit up. And of course she said, yes, I would like an umbrella. So I gave her the umbrella. I don't know any more of that story. That's where the story ends is on my part of it. I don't know if God took that and was ministering to her in a way that she maybe was praying about and like, ah, I, I, I just wish I had an umbrella. I don't know. But something insignificant, I know, was given to this woman. And I know God uses those things for his magnificence, for his redemptive story because God is constantly weaving a redemptive story and in this triumphal entry the redemptive story was so much bigger than any of those people could have ever imagined and the coats and the palm branches and the donkey were woven into God's redemptive story and make, made magnificent my umbrella could be used as part of God's redemptive story for that woman. Another time, just a few weeks ago, I was making lasagna for the family and I'm, I'm in the kitchen and, and I realized I had more ingredients than I needed for one lasagna. So I said, okay, I'll make two lasagnas. And so I, I uh, had an, a smaller pan and I was making the one big pan for my family and I thought, okay, I'll do another smaller pan and I'll stick it in the freezer so that when we're running late, I can grab a lasagna and that's what we'll have for dinner. So I'm making this lasagna and, and I finished the smaller one. And just as I was done and I was getting ready to put the family lasagna into the oven, there was a knock on our door and we went down to the door and what do you know, it was our neighbor who had come to tell us that his wife had just passed away. 
and she'd been battling some, some uh, dementia, and she had just passed. And he knocked on our door to tell us. And I quickly ran, and I grabbed the lasagna after hearing him out and crying a bit and, and uh, mourning with him, handed him a simple, just insignificant lasagna. But I know for certain that that simple, insignificant lasagna in God's hands, for God's purposes, are part of his redemptive story. I know they are for my neighbor who is yet to say yes to God. But I know that we have a place and my family has a place in his life of showing him who Christ is. So I wonder for you, as you look around your home, your office space, or as you're listening in your car, maybe driving somewhere and you're listening to that, as you look around at the things that you have, what insignificant things has God given you that you can put in his hands for his purposes that he is weaving a redemptive story for someone else that you don't know? So I want to challenge you today. Look for something. Look for an opportunity. Look for a way to share the insignificant so that God can make it magnificent. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much that you use whatever we have for your purposes and your glory when we give it to you. So God, I pray for my friends today that they would look for ways to give you back what you've already given them for your magnificence, for your glory, for your redemptive purposes. 